Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Smash Throw. I am your host, Spencer, and I am joined by my co-host, a man who could now be the best ESS in the world, Matt Clay. <laughs> Are we assuming that Mars is retired from well, Zero I, Suit? I'm just saying, like, you know, he's a Joker main now, so, like, you've got a shot now, Matt. You've got a shot. It's, it's fair. I haven't seen Kuro play in a long time either, so, you know, all the ZSSs are retired. Yeah, so now, you know, you get to take a sip of coffee and just bask in your ZSS superiority to the rest of the world. Yeah, there you go. Um, zero match wins lifetime, but still because, you know, due to lack of competition, you've just <laughs> <laughs> gotten there. Uh, let's get into this. Uh, I haven't done an episode one of a podcast in a long time. Uh, so this will be fun. I, I, we're going to introduce ourselves, talk about what this podcast is going to be, go into a main topic and then kind of wrap it up. Does that sound good to you, Matt? Yeah, that sounds good. So let's start with the podcast. What is Smash Through? Well, Matt, um, Smash Through was an April Fool's joke in the year 2020, um, that people really actually wanted, like, I posted this April Fool's joke that Mason Clark and Spencer Howland were creating an always improving Smash podcast. And people were like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Like, people were legit stoked. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is a joke. I'm just kidding. I have no intention of doing this. Uh, well, flash forward a few years, and here we are. Um, so, I guess the first question is, why, why are we doing it monthly, Matt? Well, well, I think that, for one, there's probably just not enough content for us to do a weekly podcast for this. And I think that also doing it monthly keeps it more of a uh, in the fun space for us rather than just like in the in the chore space. Yeah, I agree. I think that, for one, like, you know, we're going to start going to locals here in a bit. And like, I just don't know that we'll have enough of the always improving content itself just because of where we're at in smash to share on a weekly level. Right. Um, now that being said, I, I do think that doing this monthly will give us a lot of opportunities to, uh, talk about some cool stuff. Like when we get our first, you know, when we go out of pools the first time or when we, you know, having those moments in chunks, I think will give us better content for the show. So, yep. um, Next thing to talk about is always improving. Um, you, you, on the logo, it's a huge part of why I enjoy Smash. So I wanted to talk about that first. Uh, hashtag always improving is just like our uh, sister podcast, Constructive Criticism, the Magic the Gathering version of this show. This podcast is about getting better. Um, and just like Constructive Criticism when we started it, you know, you and I had never played on a pro tour in Magic the Gathering when we started that. I think I don't even know if I had won a state championship yet when we started constructor criticism. To be honest, I mean it was it was so long ago. Um, but one of the things that people really latched onto was this mentality that Yumi and Casey and then Quentin and Michael Hinderocker and we all brought to the table of just these guys from Utah trying to improve at this game. Um, and that's kind of what I want this to be. It's just a chance for like me and you to t to sit down and like have real conversations about the ways that we're trying to improve at Smash. 
Yeah, and I honestly think that the uh, direction of this podcast will probably be a little bit more fluid than than where we started with constructive criticism. I mean, we had a few people on the first episode of CC that just never returned. So, yeah, I it's true. I also think that like CC was we got lucky in a lot of ways too. Like, I mean, not to say we couldn't have MKLeo on, you know, in the first few episodes, but like. John Finkel was on episode 13 of CC. We were sponsored, you know, pretty quickly and stuff like that. I just, I don't think that that's the trajectory of the show. Like you said, I think for us, this is like more fun about a way for us to talk about how we're going to improve. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of us, who the heck are you, Matt? Like people, people joining this, they might have heard you on the fake episode one of Smash 3 that we did on Need to Nerd. But, uh, yeah. But who are you? Uh, so... I mean, as far as like Smash, I I would say that I'm just a, a a Wi-Fi warrior at this point. Not even like really a tournament grinder. Just uh, you know, I just enjoy playing. Just trying uh, to just trying to solidify that that roster on yeah on Elite Smash kind of guy. Yeah, trying to get all the all the characters lit up. You know, that's that's part of the goal. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's funny. Like you, uh, you come to Smash from a very different oh excuse me a different area than me right like you played competitive gaming before you played competitive magic and for me competitive magic gathering was like my first real foray into competitive gaming um you 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 played like really high level or i don't know how high level it really was but like you played like high level um is it both starcraft and halo no i've certainly been bad at starcraft all the time Oh, okay. That, that, no, the, my only competitive like gaming as far as like video games has been Halo. Um but I was I was quite good at that. I mean, they had a I forget what the name of the website was now, but they had a like a matchmaking and ranking website and uh our team the our very first match we tried to we tried to get a softball match and uh the team that we we uh put our skirmish against ended up changing their entire roster right before our match. And uh, they ended up getting ranked two on this on this particular website. We we ended up winning that match barely. Sure. But. What a what a what entices you about competitive gaming? Uh, I think that I've always just been a pretty competitive person, and I really enjoy the aspect of trying to get better at something. Um, you know, kind of tying into our always improving. I think that's. Uh, I don't know, compete, competing, or measuring myself against other people is just the best way for me to see how much progress I've made. So that's that's what appeals to me about competitive gaming. Uh, what was your first Smash game? I got My first what? Smash game. Uh, the first one I ever played? Yeah, like the first one you got into. Uh, Smash 64. You got to tell that story really quick. But it also, it, also it also wasn't like... Uh, back when Smash 64 came out, like I, what's what's funny is that I actually bought a Nintendo 64 and just had the game and didn't even know that I owned it. Sure. And uh, this was this was only like uh, four years ago, five years ago. Yeah, it was like probably seven years ago now. Sure. Um. And anyway, my my roommate at the time definitely knew what it was and was like, oh, we should play some Smash. And like I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then we played, and you know, I was getting dumpstered the whole time, and we were playing with items on, and like. Uh, you know all the stages and all that, and uh, I think I originally started out playing Samus because I was like, "Oh, Samus is sweet," you know. And then 
anyway, like maybe two days later or whatever, I got tired of losing all the time and just like watched a bunch of professional Smash 64, found out that Pikachu was the best character and then just like played him for like, you know, 12 hours straight and then never lost another game and, you know, in that household. That's so dope. Yeah, for me, uh, my original Smash, you know, was 64, which is casually with my cousins, um, and then Melee at a neighbor's house, you know, where I would just play Roy all the time. Uh, it's it's funny to, like, think about how, I don't know, for me, like, gaming was, I was competitive, but, like, I didn't know that there was competitive gaming, if that makes sense. It was, like... Like, even, like, Pokemon six, like Pokemon uh, Red and Blue. Like, I was competitive with my friends. I wanted to beat them. But, like, I didn't know that there was a Pokemon tournament or whatever. Um, so, for me, like, it's very much been about, uh, you know, when I picked up Smash, I knew pretty quickly that I was interested in, like, actually playing the game to some level. I didn't, like, I didn't have, I don't, I still don't have any aspirations of, like, being a great Smasher, right? Of, like you know, going to summit or stuff like that. Um, but for me, like the melee doc, like I watched that and saw the, I don't know. I saw like the comparisons to, uh, the lifestyle of magic and things like that. And was like, I could get into this. Like this could be fun. Um, a lot of comparisons to the scenes and stuff like that. So for me, like smash ultimate, you know, I picked it up and, I don't know, I just was, it was just really fun. So for me, like, Smash Ultimate is, like, the first time I've ever really tried to play Smash. Or to, like, like even tried to get better, so. Nice. Yeah, I, I think that that story that I just told about, <laughs> about my original Smash experience really tells you a lot about how I approach any kind of game. Yeah. Like, I just don't have a casual mode. So, you know. Despite me also having no aspirations to go to Summit, that's mostly because I just already understand that that's not a possibility. Right. It's there's just a level that you can get to. And yeah. It's, it's not that one. Right. Yeah, we've all, we've all watched those guys play. It's, you know, you got to just be honest with yourself. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, this might be – I mean, just to kind of talk about that, like even – we just went to Crown and um, I had to wait for a winner's match to finish for my loser's match to start. And my two of my potential opponent, they were on the feature match area. And as we're standing up, I was like, did you have anything that you... I was talking to Matt. And I was like, do you have any, like, thoughts on what we just watched? He's like, yeah, you're going to lose. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like you just got to be honest with yourself sometimes. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about how I was improving. It is the, the point of the show. We're going to... Every week we'll be talking about kind of what we're doing to kind of improve this game. And I'll, I'll go first, Matt. I... Um, I don't know, I spent like a good two months trying to pick up PT. PT is one of my favorite characters in Ultimate. Um, I thought it was a great combo character to have with Wolf where my matchup spread would just be really good between the two characters. Um, man, I think I improved a lot. Like, if there's anything that that did for me, it made me a lot better at Smash. Um, but also like, I just don't flow with Ivysaur very well. And so I, I decided to drop PT. Like, I just don't think that the Squirtle Charizard main is like a good. It's just not a good main. Um, what it, before I talk about the kind of this, I you know what I'm trying to do is pick a lane. 
I've, I basically have moved on to being a wolf main for the time being and, and trying to pick a new main in the meantime. But I'm kind of curious of your thoughts of just dropping a character just that I, like I clearly love, but I don't jive with. Uh, yeah, I think that's reasonable. I mean, if you if you don't love the playstyle that you feel like the character has to has to fit into, that's certainly enough reason to drop them, in my opinion. Um, and we'll get into it during our main topic, but I'd love to kind of pick your brain on the characters that I'm looking at and things like that. But for me, the current state of where I'm at in Smash is kind of going through the roster on characters that interest me a lot that I feel like have the tools, right? To One, one thing that's nice about having Wolf be my quote-unquote main or secondary is it just covers a lot of bases by itself, right? And so I think that gives me some flexibility and freedom to, like, try different things. Like, if I wanted to try Sheik for a month, right? I don't think that... I don't think that, like, it's going to affect my Wolf. It's just... That's just not how I play Wolf, really. Um, so... What about you? What have you what have you been doing to be improving at Smash? Well, I kind of had like an, a little bit of an epiphany this week, uh, and it kind of stemmed from uh, I've been playing a little bit of StarCraft this week to try to you know just try to improve that game because I enjoy it and it's uh, very hard. But uh, the epiphany that I had while practicing some StarCraft stuff is that when you practice something in the lab or like any kind of tech or movement in the lab in smash, what's really important is getting down to the point where something is muscle memory. And then once you actually have it down, I don't see as much reason to practice it in the lab all the time. Uh, as long as it's something that you're doing consistently in games, like for instance, you know, roaring is actually not a super intuitive mechanic for most people when they start this game. But when you practice in the lab enough, you just don't really have to go back to the lab to practice it because of the fact that you're going to be doing that all the time in every game that you play, right? Like, basically, I get raw practice in literally every game of Smash that I play because it's just such a common mechanic. Yeah, it's um, funny. I would, I just to jump on that, like, uh, for those who don't know, raw is reverse aerial rush. Uh, and it it is something that, you like, for me... Um, I can now just do it, but it is not intuitive uh, to me until, like, like if I haven't played Smash in a long time, I do have to go back in the lab and just, like, do 10 of them really quick. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I, th I think it's definitely important to get to the point where you're not thinking about what, what inputs you're doing in the game uh, as far as doing that kind of attack. Um, but yeah, the same, the same falls for like, you know, short hopping, like most people don't short hop automatically when they first start playing the game. But once you do it enough, you'll just start doing it in games. And then you don't really need to go back to the lab to practice it as long as, as long as you're just uh, consciously short hopping in games for a minute, and then, you know, eventually doing it sub subconsciously. Um, the, the flip side, though, for Smash specifically, is that there are a lot of things that you kind of do need to continue to practice in the lab, like uh, there are a bunch of specific combo setups that are at least uh, difficult enough to execute that it's worth practicing them pretty often, and they don't come up in every single game, right? So you're not going to get that kind of practice in-game. Yeah, it's like movement versus tech, right? Where, like, some of the tech stuff... Like, in in a lot of ways, RARs are movement more than their tech, right? Like, it is it is tech, but... It is just part of the movement of the game. It is a movement option that you have. 
to execute your your buttons, right? Well, I would I would say most of the movement options can be classified as tech too, right? Yeah. Like if you look at like the slingshots or the you know, even even like uh attack canceling or you know, B reversing or wave bouncing or whatever, like as long as you're playing something where you're going to do that pretty often in game, there's just like you know, only only a certain amount that you have to practice in the lab until it becomes a little bit subconscious and then you can yeah. just rely on the the game's practice to yeah. those kind of things. That's a good one. Let's let's go to our main topic this week. We are talking about picking a main. You know, this this podcast is focused on uh, newer Smash players, kind of like us, and uh, people trying to go to their first tournaments and stuff like that. Um, Matt, what what is a main in a in a fighting game? Uh, well, main is kind of just what it sounds like. It's the character that you play the most and the one that you are generally going to pick if you're going into a matchup blind. Who do you mean? Uh, I mean Zero Suit Samus. How did you end up with uh, playing Pikachu in 64, quote-unquote, um, where Pikachu is arguably the best character in this game and don't play Pikachu? I think that there was a point when I picked Zero Suit when she was debatably the best character in this game. For <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, so I basically started out uh, Smash Ultimate just playing all the characters that I love from 64. Like, I definitely... I'm pretty sure that the first match I ever played with in Smash 64 was with Pikachu. You mean or, Ultimate? Sorry, in, in Ultimate. Yes, yeah. in Ultimate. And then I you know, tried some Jigglypuff and some other things. Some, just the characters I love from, from 64. Um... But I, I guess I just didn't really click with any of them. And then I watched some Ultimate and saw Palutena, and she was the first one in, in Ultimate that really clicked with me. Um, so, you know, I, I spent some time playing Palutena, and then... Uh, she I got think nerfed. That, well, she, she did get nerfed, that's true. Um, but I also, I even at the time, I, I think I saw some sets with Zero Suit, and I was like, wow, that looks really sweet. I wish that I could do that, but I was like, this just looks way too hard. There's no way that I could ever play Zero Suit. Sure. And uh, anyway, after the Palutena nerfs, and I had been playing for maybe you know, four or five months at the time, I, uh, I decided to give Zero Suit a chance, and uh, now I just honestly can't see myself playing anybody else. She just does everything that I want to do. That's dope. Yeah, I like I said, I'm a Wolfbane. Um, I I don't know. I have had a real problem with this topic. Uh, I don't have anybody that I love as much as Matt loves ZSS. <laughs> and honestly, when I hear people talk about the characters like that they love, I'm like, man, I don't I don't feel that way about anybody on the roster. Um, so it's interesting. I can certainly understand that too. Like if Zero Suit, you know, didn't exist, I would also wouldn't have that. So I mean, yeah. I I mean like even talking to my second round opponent, uh, my loser's opponent about his Diddy and like his love for Diddy, I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> I don't click like this with um, with anybody but like I don't know like Greninja and Samus so um, and Young Link, which is kind of why they're the characters that I'm looking at meaning right now. Um, why have a mean though? Like what's what's the value in that? Shouldn't I just pick? Shouldn't I be great with all 80 characters, Matt? And then just play the character that's good against my opponent's character? Well, there is an argument for that, obviously. Like, uh, But the problem is that it's just outside of the humanly viable category, I think. Like, for one, 
if you are playing a matchup, there's a 50-50 chance that you or your opponent are going to know the matchup better, assuming that you're both playing your mains, right? If you are playing uh, whatever the counterpick to your opponent's character is, there is a probably you know a 90% chance that your opponent just knows the matchup better than you, or higher than that even, if they're playing. Yeah, I mean, they, not only will they know it better than you, they'll have played it probably a lot. Um, yeah. So they're playing their best character. You're playing a character specifically to beat their character, and you're not probably not the only one that's done this against them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, people tend to focus on their bad matchups a lot. So, you know, every Pikachu probably plays against you know Game and Watch pretty regularly. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I think one it makes practice a lot easier to have a main, like. Being able to just say, I want to play against this character with my character to understand this matchup, you know, it goes from learning, you know, 80 to the 80th power. I don't know how, what the math actually works out to here, but, you know, having to learn every matchup with every character, right, mm -hmm. to, um, you know, as many matchups as you need to learn with one character. Um. I also just think there's so many characters in in Ultimate that like not having a main, it makes it tough. Like, I've played a lot of K Rule. K Rule has a not a great matchup chart. I like I can't imagine my K Rule still can beat bad, whatever. Right? Like mm -hmm. it's just it is. It's. I think that it's not as black and white as this. This beats that. It's like it's just not how you, just, you you don't remove the human element that much. Oh yeah, certainly not. Like it's. It, there's definitely no matchups where you're like, oh, anybody could beat you know MK Leo if they just pick, played this ma matchup. You know. Um, but it, yeah, it doesn't even have to be as extreme as all that. Like I, I do think that uh, individual skill is going to be the biggest factor in any matchup um let's talk about that because i think that having a main also builds a foundation right like you know if you what something people often ask me that are magic players that want to like try smashes like how do i pick a main it's like um or who should i main is another common one and mm -hmm. it's like you should just try characters till you find when you like the other answer is like pick a fundies character right like you know if you pit if you start playing like a Lucina or a Mario, right? That actually teaches you the game, like, really well. Like, the basics of so much of the game. And that can happen with any character, though. Like, obviously, those are some go-tos in telling people to try, right? But, like, when you... Once you've picked that thing, whether it's... Whether it's Mario, Lucina, or... I mean, you know, I know my little brother really likes Ridley. And he plays Ridley every time he plays. And I have another little brother who really loves Ike. He plays Ike every time he plays. And, you know, now that I'm beating them every time we play, one of the things that comes up is like, okay, well, how, how, like, how do I, should I, do, do I need to just pick a different character? And I'm like, no. Like, you need to learn how Ike, you need to learn how Ike moves. Like, like, you can't just side B every move. Now you have to learn, like, when am I supposed to nair? Where, where does the back air kill? And once you learn how to do that with one character, then then switching mains becomes easier. But like that that foundation that you've built on the practice part on that becomes easier 
on uh, you know I think I think that all breaks down into this foundation that can be used elsewhere. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I uh, I regularly play pretty much the whole cast, um, and I I do think that no matter who you're playing, you can still learn more about the game. So it's not like it's not like you have to be playing your specific character to get better. Um, it does make it easier, and there is obviously specific things to your character that are are going to be easier. But I, I think that there are also plenty of great reasons to choose a main. Like if you just love a character through the lore, I think that's a plenty of good reason to choose a choose a main. Like any character that you love, you're going to put the effort into. Yeah, like my son loves Zelda: Breath of the Wild. And mm -hmm. all he wants to do is play Link and Ganon and Young Link and, like, all the Zelda characters all the time. That's all he wants to do. And honestly, like, it's made him a lot better at Smash to, like, like I tried to get him to play Ike. And honestly, like, his Link is better than all of his other characters just because, like, this five-year-old just wants to freaking play Link. <laughs> um, and I think that if it's good enough a reason for a five-year-old to improve this game, like, in a real meaningful way, like... I'm talking like I don't know how good most five-year-olds are Smash Bros, but like Maxwell could probably beat a lot of them. I'm sure. Um, and that's from both, you know, playing with like you know people who are trying to get better, and also he does actually stick to those Link characters now. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's value in it just for a five-year-old. Uh, I want to I want to break down archetype understandings and the value in picking a main because of this, because I actually I actually have found this to be a weakness of mine because I don't have a long time main right where like archetypes um there are there are two archetypes that I really struggle with sorties and brawlers like they really mess with me that and I think that picking a main helps you understand how your main deals with things archetype. Uh, at an archetype level and for those who don't know what an archetype is it, it kind of breaks down like you've got rangy characters you've got uh spaces you've got brawlers you've got sorties like they, they they're they're how to compartmentalize characters based on their gameplay mechanics um and f for me like understanding different archetypes has become harder because I played too many characters. That's interesting. I, I find that in some ways I kind of feel the opposite sometimes. Like it, it might have have to do with playing a character like Zero Suit that can kind of do it all depending on what you need from her. You know? Like she'll like zone people out with her with her Zare and like she can yeah. come in and be aggressive and, you know, be campy and every everything that she really needs to do. And I I find that playing all the other characters kind of gives me a better idea of what role I want Zero Suit to play in different matchups. You know, it's funny because, like, Wolf has that same thing, right? Where Wolf is this mid-range character, but can camp you out, can comp, has a strong combo game. Um, and the truth is, is, like, because I like playing Wolf a specific way, it makes mm -hmm. it harder for me to do the things that I need to do against specific archetypes. Like, mm -hmm. I'll I, I will use sorties in this example. You have to play this like campy, ranged, uh, bait and less bait and punish against the swords, and it makes it hard for me with wolf. Even though on paper, like yeah, Roy and Krom are bad, but they're they're bad because like they're just faster on the ground, 
and their right. aerials. Yeah, they can close the gap. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's in, it's interesting for me, and in that. So, but like, there's no reason that I should have a problem with like Ike, right? Like, there's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, his his nair's tough, but like, how does he actually beat Laser? Like, <laughs> it should it should be that simple. It's just not fun for me. Right. So. I think that's also like uh, completely valid, though. Like, there are definitely matchups where I find Zero Suit to be unfun, right? Like any matchup, like where you just have to like poke with the Zare and camp out. I'm just like, uh, this is my least favorite version of Zero Suit, but yeah. you know, I'll still do it because I like winning. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about macro and micro when it comes to maining characters, and I I think that when you're picking a main and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, you are approaching Smash from a macro level. And then once you have a main, you go down into the micro of your character to learn specific things about specific matchups. Well, I think I think even from a macro perspective, right? Like we were just saying, like certain characters can definitely play the game differently from a macro perspective. Um, and sometimes characters will force you to, right? Like, let's just say that you're a like Snake. Like, Cayman Watch. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, that's what I... No, I actually uh, was going uh, right there. Okay. So if, you, if you're playing Snake and you're playing against Game & Watch, you literally have to play the game differently. You yeah. are no longer a zoner. You are you are literally going to have to use all of your... <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to be a brawler. <laughs> that's just true of everybody against Game & Watch. <laughs> Everybody turns. Everybody's well, trying it, to get it, the it knee really, off. It in... really depends, right? Like, I mean, with, for Zero Suit specifically, like she has the Zero, right? So yeah, I no, I think you're right. I think that like, but you have to learn those macros first, right? Like you can't. I mean, maybe you don't have to, but the game probably becomes a lot easier when you do. Like understanding the macro of, of how of a, your approach your approach operate options, as a whole are a macro. How you approach in a matchup to me is a micro. Interesting. So I was considering micros more like uh, smaller decisions in game, like sure, that's that's definitely true. Yeah, like where where does this person jump, or not not even necessarily like as far as specific as that, but like what what does my character do to catch jumps? What does my character do sure. in this situation? Yeah, I think we're pretty close to saying the same thing. We're just off by like maybe one level. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's move on to talking about kind of how we picked our main. I'm going to go first, Matt. I'm going to sw- okay. And uh, I just got sick of getting bullied. People make fun of you when you're a K. Rule main. And so <laughs> I I had to switch, and I just switched to the character that I won the most with. Yeah. That's not even a, that's, that I'm not even a, memeing. That's just factual. No, no, no. Yeah. I would also say that you're also in the point where you're having to do this again, right? So, like, it's it'll be interesting to see where your journey takes you on this particular question. Yeah, I I think that I am more inclined to put in work this time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I put in a lot of work on Wolf to get to my Wolf to where it is, um, mm-hmm. and my Wolf had to improve because you were improving so much with ZSS too. Where like my Wolf was just gonna be my best character because I I hate losing so much, and like it was just the character that I could beat ZSS with. So like my Wolf was just gonna get better, right? Um, but like, you know, there there have been times, a lot of times, where I've been improved at Smash where I could beat my friends with characters like K. Rule, with characters like Samus. Um, the truth is, is, like, 
I don't want to main K. Rule. Um, he's the closest character that I click with. The way, but like, I also uh, he has some big flaws. Like the fact that you just touch his back and he dies is like, it's really frustrating to have a character that has something that exploitable as a weakness, right? Like, um, and there's just a lot of characters that can get behind him. Uh, so while if I were just going to say like, Oh, you know, pick a character that clicks, like I would just play K rule. Right. But like, I don't, I don't think that's a viable thing to do for like, um, at least for me, like I just, I get up for my mental game. It's not something that I would enjoy. Um, but that's totally fair. And I think being real with yourself on that is, is a big deal. Like, I, I mean, I, I sometimes feel that way about zero suit too. I'm like, I, I know what the exploits are for zero suit and occasionally you play against somebody that also knows. And it's just like, Man, this matchup got tough. Like, I just, it's so annoying that she just has these glaring weaknesses. But, uh, yeah. But I think, I think that you can work around them. But, like you said, if it's, if it's affecting your mental game, if you're going to go out of a match and be like, oh man, it's, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm so unhappy that this game's so imbalanced or whatever, then that's going to be a problem. (laughs) Yeah. So, right now, I'm kind of focusing on, on really two characters. It really is basically Greninja and Samus. Um, Greninja is my favorite character in the whole game. Um, Greninja is hard, man. Like it's a, just a, it's a hard life to pick if you want to pick Greninja to be your main. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but also, like, I I thought about kind of what we talked about in this episode, right? Like, you know, who's the character that like you love, like you love, and to me, that's that's Greninja. Uh, who's the character that I I think I could probably have be my best character and like I think has a really good matchup spread right now um, can play the game in a lot of different ways um, actually helps me a lot in my personal weaknesses in Smash it's probably Samus like uh, Samus has the ability to play super aggressively Samus has the ability to play super defensively she's got a great dash attack in the mid range she's got you know she's got the tools right mm-hmm. um, her out of shield option kills people like, um, both of them, like the American kill too, I ish, but you know, it, so now it's about kind of picking from there for me. Um, and the way that I'll pick this will probably be, honestly, it'll probably be which one do I actually have more fun playing mm-hmm. and which, and, and part of it will be, which one do I have more fun while losing with? Because when you switch mains, you just start to lose more naturally. You just, you're going to, in a lot of ways. You told me something interesting recently, which is that every time you find yourself going to the lab, you're always playing Samus. That's true. And I think that that is super telling. If it's the character that you are happy to practice, that that shows a lot to me. Yeah, I I think it'll end up being Samus, as I think it's evident by the way I just went off about Samus just in this segment. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at in my journey in picking a new main. How did you? What did you do to pick your main other than watch Mars Mars on people? I mean, that's that's isn't that reason enough? Like, how how could you possibly watch her flip kick just spike somebody right into the into the blast zone and not just be hyped? Like, I I don't understand it. Like, if you don't think Zero Suit is the hypest character in the game, watch Genesis <laughs> Seven Finals. <laughs> you know, Mars versus MK Leo. But, I I uh, I think she's hype. I yeah. I have to know though. Like, there were other characters that were like on your thinking of maining them lineup, you know, whether it was Lucina or, um, or Joker, 
like mm-hmm. Palutena, you put a ton of hours into what what's what happened? Uh, Inkling well, too. Think, yeah, um, and I still like all those characters. I just think that uh, Joker honestly would be my favorite character to love if I just if I just loved a character. And like, it's funny because I really like watching high level Jokers. Like, I think it's he's a really sweet character, but the playstyle just doesn't click with me for whatever reason. Um, I mean, yeah, it's bad for Ninja. I, I totally understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that necessarily. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is because he kind of has like a lot of the same things going on as Zero Suit, right? Like he's very bait and punishy, and like he has really precise hitboxes and everything. But I, I don't know. He just doesn't have the the wow factor, I guess. Like you rarely feel you rarely feel like you're. It's it's. I don't know. Zero Suit has like a little bit of a waft factor, right? Where you're like, oh, you know, she's really behind, but if she just takes this stock. Some amount of the time, she's just going to deal 40 damage to her opponent and then nair into flip kick, and that's just the end of the game. It's true. I mean, I, I do think that the the wall factor, that's a really good point. I did listen to an episode of Tweet Talks where they basically said that Joker's back air was basically waff. In fact, apparently during <laughs> during a uh, during a session um, that uh, Tweet literally said, it's not fair that this character has a spammable waff. Sure. <laughs> talking about Joker's back. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, so. but only in certain positions on the stage, right? Like Waft kills from anywhere. I guess Zero Suit's near into Flip Kick technically only kills from the ledge too. So yeah, um, I want to talk really quickly about a couple more things, and we can kind of wrap up. Uh, what do you think? Of, what do you think of thinking about matchup spreads when picking a main? Is that a bad reason to pick a main? A good reason to pick a main? Um, I honestly don't put that much stock into it. Obviously, I think uh, Zero Suit definitely has a lot of bad matchups at the top tier. So, I think it's just what you're willing to to deal with, and you know, that is also one good reason to have secondaries. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I think matchup spread is. I'm not gonna go out here and say like it doesn't matter, right? You should not main Ganon or Little Mac unless you like really love those characters. If you're trying to, I don't know, go win a tournament, but like that doesn't mean a like, Little Mac or Ganon can't win a tournament. They just probably can't win a major. But like, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a long way from winning a major anyway, guys. Like, yeah. it's just um, so I think it matters. I just don't think it matters when picking your first main. Like, I just think that it's. Yeah, I I don't know. Even still, like I I think that you know Peanut is has a totally uh, believable path to top aiding a major. Maybe not winning one, but sure. And he's a little Mac main for those who don't know. Yeah, I was trying to think of a Ganon, but I could not think of a Ganon that I was... uh, that is Rickles, right? Yeah. Um, and you know I think he's top thirty two some some majors maybe. Sure. Like certainly big events. I. I uh, top eighting gets harder for Ganondorf, I think. But <laughs> yeah, it's. But who you know, knows? Maybe next, maybe is... next month, maybe next month, Leo picks up Ganon, and then we're it's... all like, "Man, well, Ganon just... needs nerfs." I was going <laughs> to talk about Base Mage, right? Where like there was just this belief that it was impossible for Jigglypuff in Ultimate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Base Mage pick, like just comes out of you know left field, and now it is like you know the Puff is back, and it's like. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Like, 
That being said, even even with even with base mage and Jigglypuff, right, who has way less glaring weaknesses than Ganon or Little Mac, you'll still see like matchups where you just feel like base mage has no chance, right? Like he, I mean, we watched we, one, we watched right? we watched live him playing against Sonic, uh, Ken Sonic, and it's just it. He not only doesn't have the ability to beat Sonic with Jigglypuff, but like it's not like he's practiced secondary enough to beat Ken's main, right? Like that's just not going to happen either. So, yeah, it was. It, he, it, he basically it is going to leave you in some tough spots like that. He he basically only played Puff for the crowd too. Like I don't think yeah. there was a world in which. Oh yeah, he was already dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, whatever. It's like, all right, game three, I'm down 0-2. And the crowd wants the puff. I'll show them why they're wrong. And then yeah. it <laughs> yeah. started with nobody hitting each other for two minutes solid. <laughs> it's uh-huh. just wild. Uh, uh, so let's wrap this up because I think to the two first questions we would ever get doing this episode are, what is a secondary? You guys have mentioned them just like, uh, a bunch of times. Man, a secondary is just the secondary character that you have um, that you'd be willing to pull out in a tournament, really. Um there are reasons to have secondaries that we could probably do a whole episode on that, you know, whether it's for a specific matchup, whether it's for um, matchups, whether, you know, you're MK Leo and you just have two characters that you play, um, whether you're Tweak and you have 17 characters that you play, like there's just people that have secondaries. Um, but I do I think would say the MK Leo approach isn't even looking that uncommon in 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 Smash right now either, right? No, I think at, I think like, most Riddle, people... Riddle just pulls out Terry and Kazuya randomly, it seems. And like, yeah, I I know. do I do think that Proto Banham with Min Min and Lucina. Yeah, well, I was gonna say that I do think that there is a legitimate argument to just having a secondary in this game. Like uh-huh. the, I mean, it was we were watching the Buzz where he, what I felt was just completely randomly was picking characters. Like yeah, I I, I never uh, know whether he's gonna pick Rosa or Omar. I just, he's just like oh, whatever, whichever one's working right now. I just like, like have no idea. Yeah. And then they win with both, and you're like, why? Why did it matter? Like, why did it matter? I, well, I just think I think that 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 set uh, that Proto played against uh, who was it? I can't remember who he was playing against, but he like went Lucina and and Min Min every other game, regardless of oh, yeah. lose. Yeah. Was like super uh, super informative. Well, like, he's not the only like... one that I've seen do that though. Like, there's I've seen multiple characters. Actually, I think Tweak did it at a set at Summit where he went, um, Diddy Wolf, Diddy Wolf, Diddy, mm-hmm. regardless of win or loss. And then afterwards, it was like, oh, he didn't want them to get used to the Diddy. The right, only yeah. reason he was switching to Wolf was to keep them on their toes against Diddy. Right. Like. It was wild, and I'm, yeah, that, that's a super interesting move, honestly. Um, so I think there's a lot of reasons to have a secondary, but I think that like the fundamentals that you learn from picking a main and sticking with somebody for a little while is super worth it. Um, and then finally, what's a pocket mat? Uh, I don't know. How deep? How deep is how deep is your pocket? Yeah, I would say I have a pocket K rule. Mm-hmm. Like this is not a character I would typically pull out at a tournament. But it is a character that, like, I could I could pull it out, like, and see, like, give you a little skill check. Like, let's see, let's let's give you a little skill check. Let's see what happens. You know, uh, I I would describe pockets typically in that vein where it's like, I could do this, but it is very much not the character I've been practicing the most, and it is very much something that would require a pretty unique situation to pull out. Sure. Could, is it possible to have a third without having a pocket? I think so. Okay. A tertiary. Yeah. 
<laughs> you saying I have a tertiary K rule? No, I'm just saying. I, I was just asking if you think it's possible to have a third without having a pocket. I think most like, people there, just have. Is multiple there a secondaries. distinction there between? No, it multiple sounds secondaries. cooler okay. to call it a pocket. Is the main difference? Okay. Yeah. Uh, that is going to do it for this week. Why pick a main? What is a main? Any final thoughts you want to say before we go over your uh, your your our monthly wager that we would never bet money on? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, no- nothing final on on this topic. Like I think choosing a main is such a personal topic that uh, if you think you have a good reason to choose somebody as a main, it probably is. I agree. Uh, all right. So you want us to predict the PGR top ten. And you want us to do it in order. Like, we have to get the numbers right. Yeah, so I was thinking about this, and I think that the best way to do it is to average your score versus where the where they actually are placed. Okay. So like, if your character, like, so MKLeo, right? We both have a number one, obviously. Yeah. If he gets number one, that's a, that's a zero, right? Because it's, it, we're going to go, like, golf score. Like, however got it, far got off it. your... The, load yeah. it, the lowest, got it. Yes. Okay. All right, deal. All right, should I, do you want me to go do mine first? Uh, yeah, sure. Mine, mine is, uh, I'm not sure who's, who's of ours is spicier, but I actually did some research on mine, so I changed up a lot. Oh, since we talked? Yes. Okay. I did this, I did this about two hours ago. <laughs> Holy crap, you did change yours a lot. All right. Wow. Uh, yeah, so I had shoots on at 10, T at 9, the buzz at 8. That one I thought was honestly too high. And then seeing how you change yours now, I'm interested. Uh, I have a cola at six, which would be literally the highest for a newcomer since Meister. Um, yeah, but Meister was also only two PGR lists ago. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think that Meister was like a wild thing to happen. Uh, I agree, but have you looked at Aquila's I know, I'm record? aware. It's so much better than Meister's was it at is, the time. It's way better than Meister's was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, way better. Uh, tweak at five. Um, and I think that at least the top four to me was undebatable, but you have now even changed that. I have Light at four, Gluttony, Gluttony at three, Spargo at two, and MKLeo at one. Yeah, so uh, like I said, I did some research this morning on tournament finishes. The one problem is that it is not obvious if you're doing this in a hurry how big of events they are. So, like, if you look at somebody's, uh, you know, Smash Wiki or whatever, and it has a bunch of first place, they could just be... You, you can look know, at the level of the size of that new Smash World Tour. Uh, that's true. I could I could have done this research better. I'm just saying the way that I did it wasn't the most effective, and I think that that keeps it at least interesting, right? Like, if I just wanted to add everything up and, like, kind of do, like, a power rankings, I could probably yeah, honestly just figure out where yeah. people were going to be ranked. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, so, anyway, without further ado, I have Shuton at 10. Same. Uh, tweak at nine, which is clearly so a big downgrade from you. I mean, that being said, he doesn't have like a huge amount of big. Also, I mean, he also skipped a bunch of tournaments. Yeah, we're we're only looking at the last four months, and he has a thirty third and a seventeenth. Sure. Right. So. Uh, and and eighth, a ninth. I have, so. Yeah, eighth I have cola. Uh, seventh I have riddles, which honestly I think might be low. Like riddles has actually been crushing it. Sure. Uh, sixth I have gluttony. Um, his was not as good as I expected. Like his performances was, were not actually that high in the last few months. Sure. Um, I think we had some standout ones because he like went finals with Leo into beating Leo in the finals the very next tournament or whatever. Sure. But uh, 
Uh, Akola, uh, I mean, his resume kind of speaks for itself. I, 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 again, it's hard to see how many of those are like Probably majors versus too, super majors. Right? Like, I mean, honestly, yeah, it's crazy. Like, if you if you just looked, he actually would be number two, assuming that those were all like majors or super majors. Yeah. Um. It's yeah, it's wild. I mean, the only thing going against him is that he only has like six or seven events. Yeah. But and 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 also, what was interesting is I looked at his resume from the prior four months or whatever, and it looked basically the same. It was like all first places. Um, but I assumed that those were smaller events, just based on you know, him not being on the PG already, <laughs> or at least not in the top ten. Um, number four, I have Debuzz. Number three, Lights. Number two, Spargo. Number one, Leo. And I think number one and number two are pretty much gimmies. I mean, well, number one's obviously a gimme. Like Leo's, there's no way that. They're putting anybody above Leo. <laughs> I yeah. think it's, I think it's less than one percent that they put anybody above Spargo. So after that is where it really gets interesting. I, you know, it's it's uh, it's funny how much a few of these players have moved up. Like my personal, like oh these guys are insane. Mm-hmm. Like Gluttony and Light, I think just not only ha- like they have improved so much from when from three years ago. Like, it is. Which is I crazy. Mean, in some ways, I mean, Gluttony honestly has been losing more tournaments in Europe than he ever has. Sure, that's true too. Um, he also has the the big disadvantage of you know Wario being significantly worse as a character. Yeah, that's factual. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think that um, as somebody who's watched the PGR and watched PGR discussions quite a bit, uh, people value wins a lot. Mm-hmm. And wins over specific, like, wins over other players in the rankings a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even PGR cares about that. So I would assume that you have DeBuzz too high. That That is certainly true. They do they do value that stuff. Although I think DeBuzz has a win on Leo this season, does he not? Does he? I'm pretty sure he does. Okay. I think that was, honestly, that was the reason that I think I might have Shuton high. Because I think T beats Shuton, like, quite a bit when they play. Uh, that could be true. So I think I think I pro- it's possible that T should be ten and Shuton should be like eleven. Sure. All right, that is gonna do it for the first episode of Smash Through. Thank you everybody so much for listening. You can find me at Spencer Three Can H. You can find Matt at the Witch Cling. You can find the show at Smash Through Pod, and you can find us every week here on the Heezy Game Media uh, YouTube channel as well as everywhere once this goes up um, on Anchor. So. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, super helpful. If you like this content and you want to sponsor it, shoot me, shoot us an email over at smashthroughpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you everybody so much and keep smashing through.